All right, after a lengthy lightning weather delay, time to get things back underway. In the Labor Day Classic, Toronto Argonauts lead the Hamilton Ticats 6-0. 8.59 to go in the second quarter. I'm Andy McNamara. Let's send it back to Hamilton. Mike Hogan and Jeff Johnson with the call. Fellas. Yay, we're back. Teams are ready to go after the warm-up and uh, just kind of uh, finishing their last-second preparations. Argo's offense starting to walk out onto the field. 6-0 Toronto. A pair of Lirum Hyralahu field goals. One from 35, one from 13. And the Argos now with the ball just outside the 20-yard line. We'll be moving into a very slight breeze as opposed to what we saw before the heavens opened up. It's second down and 10. S.J. Green with a big catch to bail them out of their own, uh, basically, shadow of their own goal posts, if you excuse the bad cliche. But uh, they'll face a second down and 10. What do you want to see them do as they come out here, J.J.? Well, Hoagie, again, that play to S.J. Green was huge. Uh, Ticat linebacker um, Larry Dean was a missile up the middle, bearing down on Ricky. Ricky stared at uh, the number 11 as he looked through him to S.J. Green, threw that ball, took a big hit. And it was nice that he had that break afterwards because that was pretty a pretty good hit. So um, I want to see them move the ball down the field uh, and build confidence right now. So they just I just want to see them get going and get so, some momentum. So here we go. Argo's moving left to right, second down ball right in the middle of the field. Whitaker in the backfield to the right of Ray, who looks to the left side, has a man of the numbers, and it's knocked down to the last second. He was looking for Divya Posey. And now the Argonauts will punt, leading 6-0. Argos in their road whites with white helmets and blue pants. The Ticats in their traditional home, black tops, black helmets, gold numbers, and gold pants. Devere Posey was one-on-one with Cariel Brooks on that play, and Posey tried to push him high and break and come back on a curl route, and uh, Brooks, outstanding job of breaking on it and was there to knock the ball down. It was close to an interception. Here comes Liram Hyralahu out to punt. Ticats have two returners back. Liram kicks it with a flag down. Is that too many men? Threw it right away. And it's fumbled. The ball is on the carpet at the 50-yard line. And I don't know who has it. We're not getting a signal either way. Makes you wonder thought about the, that win, Hogan. It just died. Yeah, I thought the Ticats were on it first. It is Hamilton football. But what's the call? And if it's a 10-yard penalty, this will be an Argo first down because that was thrown at the snap, and they're indicating it's against Hamilton, and the Argos are going to keep this drive alive as the offense is walking on the field. Here's Andre Cruz. Hamilton, this is a 10-yard Idea well, what he said. Uh, too many men on the field. So, you know, the Ticats wow. didn't have any time to prepare their defensive wow. uh, guys on the field. They only had two hours. Are you kidding me? On their punt return team? Yeah, That's special teams. That's uh, special teams. So it's a first down Argos at the 30-yard line. They'll take it and run. With That's second seven and a half penalty. Yep, yeah, seven and a half minutes. Unreal. Well, he took a time count first play Sorry, of the game. Sorry, time count. Yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's both, though. That's unacceptable. Just outside the 30-yard line, in the middle of the field, Argos are going to go with uh, two just outside the line of scrimmage. Now Declan Cross will come over and make it a bunch on the right side. They fake and end around, and they run a reverse to, to uh, Marquise Jackson, who cut in behind the tackle on the left side and will get about seven yards. Offensive line from left to right. Will Campbell, Tyler Holmes, Sean McEwen, Corey Watman, and uh, Chris Van Zyl. Starting receivers, Jeff Fuller, Armonte Edwards, S.J. Green, Devere Posey, and Jimmy Ralph in at R. We have Brandon Whitaker as the running back. Ricky Ray is the quarterback. That was a big tackle by Simone with the shoestring tackle there. Otherwise, that would have been a big play. Martise was part of the bunch on the near side. They ran the fake to the right side and then countered with him on the reverse. Three to get on second down. 
Whitaker off tackle right side. First down as they will move the sticks. And running behind big Chris Van Zyl. And a first down across the 40 to the 44-yard line. Argo's moving into the wind rather nicely at this stage. Argo line getting off the ball hard. That's what you like to see. Get off the ball. Hit the tie Cats rather than the tie Cats hitting you. And uh, they were able to get a good push. Create some space and some separation for Brandon Whitaker to get the first down. And it will be a first down at the 44-yard line. Ball in the middle of the field. Ray wanted to go quickly to the left. He does. It's caught Whitaker with a move across midfield to the 50. A stutter step inside the 45. Whitaker to the 42. It's another first down Argos. A gain of 23 roughly. What a catch by Brandon Whitaker, who released from the flat to the left of Ricky Ray. And I'm just trying to get the number of the defensive lineman uh, for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And it was uh, Justin Capicotti who was running after Whitaker. And just as Capicotti went to turn his head to look back at Ray, the ball went by. So he just missed it. Otherwise, he would have knocked it down. Whitaker managed to turn up field for a huge first down. The Argo fans stayed. There's a lot of them down in front of us in a very sparsely attended uh, venue right now. Ray, play action. Wants to go deep down the left side. He's got a man, and closing quickly on Edwards was the defensive back. They were trying to pick on Devon Washington and couldn't do it. And Ray is taking a knee at midfield and getting up. That was not good. And he is in a considerable amount of pain right now. So Ricky dropped, was looking to his left, and felt pressure coming from his left. And as he got he threw the ball, he got pushed. But who was on the ground behind him was S.J. Green and the defensive end or linebacker that S.J. came in to pick up, drove him back. They were on the ground, and Ricky ended up uh, falling awkwardly. Second down and 10 from the 42-yard line of the Ticats. 6-0 Toronto. Five minutes remaining in the half. Ticats in a four-man. Ray comes to the near side, has a man. It is caught at the 36-yard line. It'll be shy of the first down as S.J. Green had to come back for the football. It will be a gain of about six yards. For uh, S.J. Green, he has three catches now for 32 yards, so he needs, i got to do math here. Hang on, this could take a while. Great catch. 69 yards to hit 1,000 on the season. Uh, great catch by S.J. The ball was behind him and low, so he had to really extend his hands and pull this in. Otherwise, uh, it would have been five yards back, and... Are they? Oh, no, they're going for it. Here's something that would not have happened before the break. They're going to try a 44-yard field goal into the wind. They had a lengthy discussion about it on the sideline as well. Liram would not have had an opportunity to warm up into the wind after the break. This could be touchy. Snap and hold are good. Liram's got it up, and the wind's starting to knock it to the left, and it misses left. And Speedy B is back in the end zone, and he's going to run around and run around and take a knee. So the Argos are going to increase the lead to 7-0 as the wind just pushed that to the left. So we'll take the timeout with 4.13 remaining in the half. 7-0. Argos, you're listening to Toronto Argonaut Football on TSN 1050. Mike Logan, Jeff Johnson with you. Kate Pedersen's on the sidelines, but the rain killed the equipment on the sidelines, so she'll be texting us or calling back to the station to give us updates on injuries, etc. 7-0 Argos after the wide field goal by Hyralahu. No return, JJ? Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, yeah. I mean, uh, you've got Brandon Banks back there. They clearly did not have a return scripted because there were about four or five Argo O-linemen that were downfield. And uh, Ticats didn't have anything blocked up or looking like they were trying to run anything back. And that's on the coordinator. 
First down, they'll take it at the 36. Back to pass, they set up the screen, and it is swatted down volleyball style at the line of scrimmage. There was a cluster of three defensive linemen, and one of them got the mid up and swatted it down at second down and 10. See if I can get the replay here and see who got it, but there was a gang of white, but it sets up second down and 10. Four minutes remaining here in the first half. There will be a very quick break at the end of the quarter after the lightning delay. I don't know what the official time is on the lightning delay, but it was very lengthy. Four receivers out to the right for the Ticats. Ball on the left hash mark. They've got a single receiver down low in Banks. Back to passes, Masoli. Jeremiah goes over the middle and has a man at midfield. It is caught just shy of the midfield stripe. And it is Luke Tasker with his first catch of the evening, surprisingly. And the Ticats are able to move the sticks. It's a first down. And if they're smart, they'll continue to throw to him because he is an excellent receiver. And that was... Uh, Alden Darby in coverage. That was an excellent throw right on the money by uh, Jeremy Masoli. It was a crossing route. Put it uh, right in Tasker's hands. He had a uh, good step. Sorry, it was uh, on Brandon Harris. So it'll be a first down and 10. Just across midfield, ball over on the left hash mark. Three receivers to the right, two to the boundary. And they will go to the ground game, and it's Gable who gets hit in the backfield. As uh, It was Dylan Wynn who got outstanding <laughs> penetration and put the big mitts on C.J. Gable, the USC Trojan. And we've hit the three-minute warning. 2.55 remaining here in the first half, believe it or not. 7-0 Argos. You're listening to Toronto Argonaut Football on TSN 1050. Argos 7. Ticats no score. We're not even out of the first half of a game that started at 6.30. If you're just tuning in, you're stuck in traffic and just trying to get back and get the post-Labor Day part of your life started. Uh, there was a major, lengthy lightning delay here in the Hammer. We just got back uh, six minutes ago on the game clock, and we're ready to go now. The uh, Ticats facing a second down and 10 from midfield. Uh, look, the boys have gotten uh, started pretty fast here. I'm impressed with the uh, with the tempo. And uh, Argos need to get a stop here so that they can get some field position on uh, a Hamilton Hunt. Sergio Castillo's longest field goal of the season, 48 yards. He's got a breeze behind him here. Three to the right, two to the left. Back to pass Masoli, four-man rush. Looking, he's got a man on the flat. He'll dump it out. Nice catch by Mercer Timmis. And the Burlington native will take it down to the 49-yard line, well shy of the first down. They may give him the 48. Nope, the 49, and that's going to be a third and five. Argos are going to get the ball back unless they want to try a 56-yard field goal. Or are they going to go for it? The offense is, oh, now they're, what? they brought out one unit. Now they're putting back another unit. Why would they go Now they're going to try a 56-yard field goal here. I think the punt unit maybe went on first, and then it's field goal. So somebody licking his lips right now is Marquise Jackson. Why would you do that? It's six. It's 7 nothing, right? Yep. The game is not lost. Nope. You don't need these points right nope. now. I mean, what could happen the other way against Martise Jackson is just not worth it. And you blow the field position with 2.22 remaining. And it's up. And it has the leg. Yahtzee, he wow. got it. Nice kick. Wow. So Sergio Castillo from 56. And the Ticats are on the board for the first time at 7-3 Toronto. Impressive. That wind must be right behind him, because otherwise, uh, why would you try that? Just look at the tell—not the telltales, but the wind or the flags at the 
at out just outside the stadium at both ends are pulling pretty straight across. So looks like it is right behind him, and it was enough to give him that push. Argos will take over at the 35-yard line now with two minutes and 14 seconds remaining in this first half. At the 35, they'll put it on the right hash mark. Wilder is in now for a series at running back. And they're going to run a counter to him with a stutter step. The Florida State product will get back to the line of scrimmage and try to power his way for a couple of yards. And maybe ends up with a yard out to the 36-yard line. Great defensive play by the Ticats. Not allowing Wilder to get started. A lot of, lot of movement going on in the backside with uh, Declan Cross, Mar uh, Armani Edwards all going from left to right. Except for Wilder going right to left and... It was, I'm not sure who was in the backfield. I missed the number there, but uh, it's a big defensive play by the Ticats. We're all over that. Nine to get on second down from the 36-yard line. It's Wilder Jr. standing to the right of Ricky. Four receivers to the left. Gray back to pass. Has some time. Going to go over the middle, and it is caught at midfield. S.J. Green's got it at the 54-yard line. Move the sticks. Clutch catch for 19, and it's a first down Toronto. He's not bad. Oh, he's unreal. And SJ was coming across. He was running a uh, crossing pattern going from left to right just as he was clearing the linebackers with uh, Larry Dean. Ricky threw the ball just in time before the uh, defensive back, DeMond Washington, made a break on it. Great ball and catch. Heading into this game, SJ Green leading the CFL with 98 targets this year. Three receivers to the boundary with the ball on the right hash mark. Draw play. Wilder right up the A-gap, and he is powering his way. He's carried three Ticats, an additional three yards, and it'll get down to the 49-yard line. That is what a 232-pound running back can do. Now, why is Wilder in there? You know, there's been a few times. No, Whitaker's I guess they're out. just changing. The yep. I like that. I like. We haven't seen that. The only time Wilder's been in there is when Whitaker's kind of been out. Yeah, and Ricky will come out for short yardage. Second down and three they put in Fajardo. That's interesting. With Whitaker. Yes. Yeah, so this is a special play they've got uh, scripted up here. Have not, I don't remember seeing this personnel group in this situation all year. I formation, the back split, it's an empty backfield, and Fajardo's going to run around the left side, and he's going to go 50, 45, and he just couldn't turn the corner, and he got drilled out of bounds and no flag. Shihogi, all the backs were out there. So James Wilder, Declan wow. Cross, Whitaker, they were all on the field with Fajardo on that. The league has been very, because they have the ribbon uh, electronic scoreboard very close to the line of scrimmage here, Yeah, they've been very, very, very tight on plays when they go out of bounds. And it was so close that when Dominique Ellis hit him, he basically took a step and jumped over the ribbon. Usually they're going to call that. They didn't, for whatever reason, this time around. It's still a first down at the 43-yard line. Right back to pass, a little crossing route. It is caught. Immediately tackled is the receiver at the bottom of two tie cats. That was Armani. It was Armani Edwards. And it will be roughly a gain of six. And Armani was the third option on that. And that is a heck of a catch because just as the ball makes contact with his hands, Courtney Stephen was all over It's a great job by our Edwards to secure that on the... Uh, the uh, check down pass. Second catch of the night for Edwards. Second down and four from the 37. Ball on the left hash mark. Three receivers to the left. Ray's going to look that way. And has a man in behind coverage. It is incomplete. Had the man for a moment. It was Jeff Fuller. 
And don't know if that was a drop or not or if it got knocked out at the last second, but Fuller got knocked into the ribbon board as well, and he's taken a knee on the far side. Dominique Ellis in coverage there against Jeff Fuller. Fuller in a, a little, you know, kind of the, the point on a triangle set. Goes vertical and then breaks on the corner. Makes the catch. Actually has it in his hands. and Got to catch that. Ellis gets in there and knocks the ball yeah. out. So it was a great uh, defensive play by Dominique Ellis. Yeah. He knocked it down. He made good contact. So it'll be third down and four. What do you do here, coach? Do you try the 45-yard field goal, 44-yard field, field goal? We saw that Hyralahu had the distance or from this distance. Field it goal. would be a 44-yard attempt. Yeah. Well, he had, a, he had an opportunity to, to see the They're flight path it. of the ball. They're going to go I for think, it. Uh, I'd go for the field goal. They're going to go for it. Ricky Ray is going to stay on the field. He's over talking to Mark Tressman right now. So they don't feel confident in Liram's uh, kick right now based on the last miss. They're and they're it. looking at Fuller now. He's still down on the far sidelines. I think if they make that last field goal at this distance, they'd be going for the field goal right now. I would assume you would see Malcolm Williams come out and play the Z receiver. Well, I mean, if he's over there normally on the X, yeah. I don't think that's Malcolm over there. You might see Levi. Levi came in and played Z earlier this year. Did he? Was it against Saskatchewan? He ended up with a touchdown. He's still on the sideline. And Fuller is up and walking off, which is good news. We'll see what they dial up here. And we'll try and see who the uh, player is in. I think you're right. I don't see Williams on the sideline there. They're in the huddle right now. We should point out that we are a long way from the field here at Tim Hortons. We're at the 8-yard line, the far 8-yard line. And the ball's on the far side of the field. We're essentially... These are legit nosebleeds. Yeah. It says level 7. That's level 7, not 7th floor. I think we're about 89 stories high. And from where the ball is right now, the game's just a rumor for us. So we're trying our best here, folks. It's a big play right here for the Argos. Third down and four. I don't know if I like it, but they're going to go for it. And it will be Malcolm Williams in at the Z. Yes. Bunch formation to the boundary. Williams and Edwards to the field. Ray steps up and down he goes. So not only do they not get the kick, they get the sack back on the 45-yard line. A loss of eight yards, and the Ticats will take over, trailing 7-3 with 27 seconds remaining. So just looking at the time right before that snap, 33 seconds left. You know what? Going for it on third down. Okay, if they don't get it, Ticats come out. You know, at best, the Argos are open. They get into field goal position. So that, uh, you know what? I don't mind that call based on the time that was left in the at the end of the half here, but uh, you know what, Ty Cats, kudos to them. They needed to make a defensive play, and they made one. The uh, D-line got off the ball, they brought uh, linebacker as well, and they managed to get to Ricky. So the Ty Cats have maybe a first down to get before, and, and plus, maybe two, before they can try a field goal. Masoli now rolling out, rolling, rolling, rolling to his right, looking to throw, he does, he's looking speedy B, and it is knocked out, great defense. Although they throw a flag, there are two flags on the play. One at the line of scrimmage over by the sideline, and one where the ball was knocked down. And that looked like very good defense from Alden Darby. It looked to me like Darby was staring at Brandon Banks and may have been kind of just pushing him downfield a bit. So we'll get a look-see. Wait for Andre Prue to tell us what happened. Is it going to be roughing the passer plus pass interference? This could be a really bad turn of events. Contact and receiver. 
throw to number 32. 10-yard penalty will result in a first down. So a flag was thrown at the Argo 45. There was also a flag 30 yards downfield from another official. So he must have seen the same thing. The flag was thrown before the knockdown. So the, 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 at the end, the knockdown was fine. The contact must have come way, way early because there were two flags. 40 front for the Argonauts. First down to their own 53-yard line for the Ticats. Masoli's going to step up, throw across his body, has a man that's caught at the 45, and it is going to be Timms with the catch. And with 11 seconds left, the Ticats can take a shot at the end zone if they'd like. They're in field goal range now. That's a heck of a throw as Timms clears the linebackers. Masoli puts a laser right over top of the LBs right into Timms' hands. Bear Woods in pursuit. Couldn't get there in time. Four receivers will come to the near side. Masoli back. And look out. He is under pressure. And down he goes at midfield. The Argos got him. It was Davis and it was Dylan Wynn who were in on the sack. And that's the final play of the half. That may have cost the Ticats three points. Wow. How does Masoli let that happen? He's got to throw that ball away. Be aware of the time. That turns out to be a huge play as it broke down. Sean Lemon with the pursuit. It was Lemon who got him first. It's Wynn who's going to get credit for the sack, I would believe. That will be his fifth sack of the season. So that's it. We'll take a quick two-minute timeout. We'll come back with the second half. You're listening to Argo Football 7-3 at the intermission. Sort of intermission. This is TSN 1050. <laughs> 